Welcome to the Listen for Life podcast with Genevieve Richardson. Genevieve is a speech-language pathologist rehabilitating adults with communication challenges after a stroke or due to a neurological impairment. Get equipped with knowledge from experts in the field and professionals you need to know. We'll hear stories and experiences from others who are navigating life with aphasia. So, put your earphones in and take a walk outside. This isn't just a podcast. This is a community, a resource, and a support system. We're in this together. Do life. Hello, everybody. I would love to introduce you to Molly Miller. Hello, Molly. Hello. It's good to be here. Awesome. So Molly is a physical therapist and has spent her career working in the brain injury field. Right. But you are pivoting a little bit and integrating some other new practices and concepts. And it's all about rest. Yeah. Oh, my God. Before we went live, Molly and I were just talking about how hard it is for all of us, whether you are anybody that's working, right? A mom, a dad, you're a caregiver caregiver and it doesn't matter who you're caring for if you're a stroke survivor rest is hard it is we live in a hustle society you know especially in the u.s and so it's just not valued here so we have to give ourselves permission to rest and that's part of the battle to slowing down yeah so tell us a little bit about how did you go from physical therapy into this whole rest state. I don't know what else to call it. That that's well, my word. <laughs> I want to be in a rest state. I don't say I'm in a rest state, but I definitely have more rest practices in my life now. And I love to share them with people. And it didn't start recently. It, it kind of started, I would say, looking back, you know, I started getting introduced to mind body therapies like Pilates and, and yoga and things like that as I was in early on in my career, I hurt my back at work, working at tier in the medical center, you know, working in the brain injury world. It's a very physically, emotionally, so stressful environment and hurt my back. Couldn't get it, couldn't get it to heal through traditional means. And luckily one of my OT friends introduced me to Pilates, which was, it was a very rehab based, lots of breath work. And that is what actually helped me heal my back. Wow. And then I, of course, every time I, learn something with my own body. I end up getting certified so I can teach it to other people, you know, and I wanted to bring the Pilates work into the, my brain injury work. So I did that. And then it just evolved over time. And I mean, I think we'll get through, we'll get to the, how I ended up doing more rest, especially in the last four or five years, as we talk through this, I'll share more how that ended up happening. I, I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. I've always been a believer in naps. But I think I know me too. A naps are like I'm always been a napper, but it's when you actually like the the techniques that I'm gonna share, it, you're really you're awake when you're doing them, you know? You're not you're not actually sleeping. That that's me. So we were talking about how last night I went and did a float tank. For those of you who don't, I'm not gonna spend a lot of time, but basically it's water with a lot of magnesium in it, and it's like a sensory deprivation tank. And yes, you're supposed to be able to meditate and do all that stuff. But I think I'm just chronically fatigued. So my first 45 minutes of 
you know, it took my brain 45 minutes to slow down. And then I slept for probably the last 15 of it. And so, that's, I mean, that's healing and healthy. And all of that is like everything we're going to share is like calming your nervous system. And okay. because we are in such a fast pace, getting so much information, there's so much stress, especially in the caregiving world, you're, you really don't have control of your schedule. You don't have, um, is something happening? <laughs> oh, that's me. That's me pushing buttons, everybody. <laughs> yeah, you don't have control of your schedule when you're helping someone else and they're going through medical crises and having procedures. And so you, I've kind of learned techniques that you can do on the go because like what you're saying, we, we were talking about the floating, you can't do that every day. So like, what can you do every day that helps calm your nervous system? And that's what I like to start sharing with people, you know, now. Is that, is that where we should jump in? Yeah. And I think like you were describing when you went to float, you didn't just jump into the tank. You actually, you worked your way to it. So they had you drinking tea and resting in a massage chair. And so like, I think that's the part when we're starting to create new habits, we tend to jump right in and, you know, we're in a, we're in a fight or flight state and we try to jump right in and and try to incorporate some rest tools in our life, but we haven't slowed down or made space for it in our life. So if you can prep for rest, like if you're committed to trying some activities that'll help calm your, your body and your brain, try to prep for it by creating space in your calendar. And I also think like it doesn't have, the other message I have for people is it doesn't take more than like a few minutes at a time, maybe 10 minutes. You don't have to do a whole day of the spa to calm down your body. There's so many things you can do throughout the day and sprinkle it in and it'll add up over time. So I think that's encouraging because I'm the caregivers that I work with, they don't have to, they're like, I don't have time to wash my face, go to the bathroom, eat. So you're asking me to like do, you know, some kind of activity, you know, where am I going to fit that in? Another way to kind of help you. So is there something you can declutter in your life? Like it be that you've got to get rid of the laundry that's driving you crazy before you can lay down. You know, what is that thing that's just taking up all your brain space? You know, try to try to eliminate that before you try to do a rest activity. Um, and then, you know, use alarms to remind you. And if you can tie it to something you're already doing, like let's say you love to drink tea in the morning and you, you want to add some breath work in there and just a few minutes of breath work, you're more likely to do it as you're building the habit. You know, we talked about giving yourself permission because guilt's going to come up just because we've been conditioned to think it rest is um, you're lazy. You know, there may be some shame around it. I was fortunate to go work with a patient in Venezuela in 2004. And I realize now living, living, and I lived there almost a year and I living in a culture that values rest is complete opposite of where we live. So I was encouraged to rest and I was actually coming off of a my mom had passed away six months before. And so I slept and rested a lot there and, and I didn't feel guilty, but like here it's taken me years to kind of like be able to take care of myself and not feel guilty about it, you know? And so giving yourself permission and creating the space, starting small. And one of the places you can start is like, before you try anything, just wake up in the morning and say, how do I feel? Am I rested? Am I refreshed? And if the answer is no, well, then did you get enough sleep? Do you sleep in seven to nine hours at night? 
And if you're not, you really need to start there because sleep is essential to everything, brain health, brain healing. Our body heals it at rest. Our brain and body heal at rest and they get stronger at rest. So, and then if you are getting enough sleep, well, is it good quality sleep? And there's, we could spend a whole podcast talking about, or days talking about quality of sleep and things you can do. Um, I won't go into that too much, but there's so much you can do to prep before you go to bed. There are things you can do to your room. There's obviously things you could talk to your doctor about if you're not sleeping really well, especially as you're aging and hormones are changing, you know, and a lot of our, like our stroke and brain injury patients have trouble with sleep as well. And that's when their brain is healing the most. So this, they need more sleep than we do. Um, they need more like 10 plus hours of, of sleep while they're healing from a stroke or brain injury. Wow. And they're, you know, we're just not getting that. Oh, no, we don't, we don't allow for, like you said, our culture doesn't support that. Yeah. Does. yeah. Yeah. And then, and then some people are feel guilty just taking naps, but I mean, that's for obviously a form of rest, but, and there's power naps and then there's 90 minute naps and there's all kinds of stuff around naps. But I wanted to talk more about like other things you can do to help get out of a stress cycle, things let's like that. Okay. Let, let's jump there because we yeah. all have that. Yeah. Okay. So for, first of all, like different tools for rest, if you're, so if you're tired, it is helpful if you can kind of identify if it's cognitive or mental fatigue versus physical fatigue, because that's kind of a cue, you know, the body's signaling. If you're mentally and cognitively fatigued, it, it's wanting to move. You, the form of rest would be more of a movement. You go move your body, you go take a walk, you know, like if you're having brain fog, go take a walk and that's going to like help your body. It's like an active form of recovery. If you're physically fatigued though, like you were saying, like I fall asleep when I lay down, you know, you want to do something more passive probably. So there's active and there's passive things you can do. Okay. Got it. Um, and I'm going to talk about that, but stress cycles, basically, you know, when your body, when your brain perceives a threat, whether it's real or not, it goes into fight or flight. You, the cortisol comes out, you, you know, you get the adrenaline going and we're just constantly with the amount of things that are stimuli that are coming at us all day, even just the alerts on our phone, that creates a fight or flight response, you know, so it is helpful if you can do little things to complete the cycle. And, and that means giving your body, your brain a cue that it's safe to calm down and kick in that relaxation mode, parasympathetic nervous system. So things like exercise and movement are like, that's number one. If you can move your body and exercise, that's going to help you complete a stress cycle. And I think most people like the runners, they lo- that's why they run, you know, a lot of them. And then breath work is a way to complete a cycle. There's laughter, uh, singing, painting, creative things like painting, drawing, being creative, crying, and then affection. So like a hug from someone that you trust and feel safe with just that. And you hug them long enough to feel that calming come through your body. It could be a pet, some, you know, that you can, you can cuddle with or pet and, you know, cats or cats and dogs are use a lot for calming and, and helping people get through stressful times, but it, especially if it's your pet. Yeah. So that's, that's the stress cycle. Do you have any questions about that? Well, so what, so I just want you to sum that up real quick because when we're in a stress cycle, we're in the sympathetic nervous system. So I know people, we use yes. these terms in the industry all the time. Right. But some people may yeah. 
Can you just clarify that just briefly? Sympathetic, sympathetic. sympathetic. Yeah, the sympathetic nervous system is the fight or flight, and there's actually freeze and fawn. So fight, fighting is like you're, you know, you're fighting. You're, and then uh, flight is when you're actually running away. But it's, but you're basically it's your body's protect. It's trying to protect you from something that it perceives as a threat, and it doesn't know that the phone alarm is not a lion chasing you. It's just we haven't evolved enough to have that. So. It really being mindful and being proactive with bringing some of these things, sprinkling throughout your day. And it, it's just a few minutes that you have to do it to, to calm yourself. But it, and, and if you're in a, I mean, we're all going through stressful things throughout the day, but if you're in the beginning stages of someone just had a stroke and, you know, you're dealing with the medical system, you're in crises. And so you're going to need more of these things. You're going to need to throw more at it. So the more you can test and see what works for your body when things are not too great, you know, going a little crazy in your life, you'll know what to pull in when things are out of control and just spiraling, you know? I mean, for me, like movement is always, and, and if I can get in nature and, and move and, and breathe, I, that's always going to calm me down, you know? My husband is actually more of a meditator. You know, it just depends what your go-to thing is, you know, I have a few go-to things and then I add on when, when things are getting out of control, you know, recognizing when it's getting out of control. Well, that's part of it, right? That's why slowing down, testing, playing around with it, see what works for you. I mean, I call it an adventure because I mean, like you asked me, like, how did you get into rest? Well, it's taken 30 years and I'm still, <laughs> I'm still, you know, working at it. I mean, I picked a profession that does not value rest. Physical therapy. We're like getting you moving, man. You know, like, yeah. So, one more so, rep. One more. Yeah. One more. Come on. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. I've learned the value of pacing yourself For over sure. time. And I mean, it's real obvious in a, like a brain injury or a stroke patient when they, when they, try they're they have a good day and they try to do too much yeah. the next day they're shot i mean they can't do anything they're exhausted well they obviously overdid it they stressed their body and maybe they just didn't get enough rest or whatever but that happens to us and we just push through it we just keep powering through until we collapse and the whole point of this is we don't want to go into burnout cycles and <clears throat> you know you're needed if you're a caregiver you're needed and it, it could be that you're physically having to help your loved one. And so all these things are going to help prevent injury as well. Not only help your stress level, your mood, your energy, but, you know, and if, if, it, if that's the reason you get started, just so that you're there to still able to help your loved one, then at least start with that. Right. Mm -hmm. um, whatever it takes to get you started, but you don't have to just, it doesn't have to be a whole day of activity. And the other thing is <clears throat> you're already sleep deprived most likely please don't get up earlier to try to do these things. Like learn how to try them throughout the day. You know, it's, you really do need to have good quality sleep or as best you can, you know? One thing I added into my own routine is a sleep mask. And I, oh, tell I you have revolutionary. I mean, for something I bought for six bucks on Amazon, I'm that way. Light will wake me up. Light wakes me up. I, if I'm sleeping deep and I'm in REM, my eyes are open, which is kind of creepy. I mean, when I saw my own kids do okay. it, 
Oh, oh really? yeah, my eyes are open and and it then if I look outside, there's light, then I see the branches of the trees, and now my brain's really? like, oh, what does that look like? Or yeah, yeah it's not. So yeah. on goes the mask and I have the white noise, the mask, the, oh. the room has to be a certain temperature. <laughs> you know, I just like, those are strategies that I think so many of yeah. our I caregivers, mean, they don't think on and those are free, right? Or yeah, that's what I was saying. And also just, you know, the turning the don't look at blue light, your phone, the TV, you know, a couple hours before bed and start winding down a few hours yes. before you really want to lay in the bed. Is that the truth? So surfing or, you know, watching Netflix before you go to bed, probably not your best. It's not ideal. I mean, the blue light messes with our, our um, circadian rhythm, you know? Yeah. So, so back to the rest tools, there are... Yeah. Obviously, things such as so mind body therapies like my favorite is Pilates, obviously, but Pilates, yoga, Qigong, and if you think about it, their their movement and breath, they're doing breath work and they're doing movement at the same time, which is yes. that stress cycle, you know. So it's obviously helping you with your stress, it's calming your nervous system. And we forgot to say when we were talking about sympathetic nervous system, the para, the opposite of that is the parasympathetic nervous system, and that's your relaxation, rest and digest when you're calm. And that's when your body heals. That's when your brain is healing things. And so that, that these activities will help with that. The other thing those things do is they help with strength, stability, all the balance, <laughs> all the things I love to help people with. Okay. Um, so you can get more than just calming. And then my, but in the last four years, what I've really started to do, and it, it's helped me the most with like, caregiver burnout and things like that is the yoga nidra, which is okay. a passive thing. And it's, you know, so we've got, you got meditation, passive rest is, it's also recovery things like icing and, and all those things. But yoga nidra is just a deep form of rest. You lay down, you listen to a guided meditation and it, it's a lot of breath work and visualizations, but they help, it helps work through the, at least the one that I learned and, and certified in it's called daring to rest. It actually works with the three layers of exhaustion. So like physical, mental, emotional, and then life purpose exhaustion, which is like when you're not on alignment with what your, your soul is here to do, there's a lot of, it's, it's exhausting, <laughs> you know? So, and I got introduced to that when my, so my dad had a stroke eight years ago and I became his caregiver. And so I got to be on the other side of things, like being the caregiver, being inside the medical system from the patient side of things. And um, we had to end up putting him in assisted living because his vision was affected by his stroke. Physically, he was doing okay. But then all this, you know, over the years, just more and more medical things unraveled, the things he hadn't done to take care of himself. So he got some, he had some cancer surgeries and it was a year of three different cancer surgeries that we had did not know were going to happen. And I was coming off of that and I was driving, I was listening to a podcast and I was completely just like, we almost lost him at that point, you know, but he came through it. And I heard this podcast with my mentor now, Karen Brody talking about yoga Nidra. And I was like, I need that. <laughs> and so I got it. I started, I got her book. I started doing the meditations. And I mean, the, the first Nidra nap I did, it was like, you know, I do acupuncture on a regular basis and, and, you know, and I've done massage over the years, but, um, it's like, you feel like that, but you're actually energized. Like you're, re you're refreshed, but you're energized, but you know, like sometimes when you do massage or 
maybe, I don't know how you felt after the floating, but sometimes you're kind of in that groggy state. You're relaxed, but you're just kind of like foggy and, you know, yeah. that's, that's not how I feel after yoga, yoga nidra. And so I started doing that. And of course I ended up getting certified in it. So that's what I'm putting together programs to share with people. But that has been my go-to thing. I mean, that's, I, I it was just like, it's just like a non-negotiable. I do that pretty much every day. Um, and it wasn't like hard to start the habit. <laughs> so, I mean, it just works. Because you're, you're immediately you have that instant gratification. You feel like, yeah, I mean, it just what? allowed me to survive being a caregiver for him. And actually we did lose him last July. And so working through the grief part of that, it's been, again, my, my go-to thing. So it's the thing that I center everything around. And, you know, sometimes you get what you need. So sometimes you lay down to do a Nidra and you fall asleep and that's what I needed, you know, but a lot of times it's not, and it's just, it's just a deep relaxation and it's just a really cool tool to add and try and see if it works for you. How would one get started? Where do you find out more? I know, and I do want to talk about your business and, and your website and what you are pulling together to bring to people. I mean, I have the three days of yoga nidra, which is like 15 minutes where you can just list, lay down, listen, and I talk you through a nidra. And I, we're going to share that link with them. They can, it's just mm -hmm. to feel it, see how it works. And, but again, like you, you've, you need to do it a few days in a row to see how it feels with your yeah. body and create the space, just like block it out, schedule it in, especially when you're starting. Cause you're, you know, you got, you're starting something new, but yeah, I'd love to share that with them. And then at the end of that, I share next steps, like ways you can continue on and some ideas depending on how you responded to it. And one of the things I have is like a planner where it's like a checklist kind of thing to check in every day. How am I feeling? What's my body telling me it needs? And it gives you some cues on like some of these things that I was saying, like the stress cycle busters, but things that can help you get in relaxation or take breaks throughout the day that are don't take very long, like less than a minute, that'll help you refresh and reset, you know, your nervous system. So can you give us an example of a caregiver who's physically, emotionally, mentally taking care of someone and they're feeling completely overwhelmed? They're fully in fight or flight and they're saying, there's no way I can even find 10 minutes. I, I don't even have time to go to the bathroom, they would say. Right. What, what would be, how would you counsel them to start? maybe do it right before they go to bed okay because it'll help them go into sleep better yeah. it can help your sleep you know if the loved one if the person you're taking care of it takes a break which they probably need to be taking a break sure. <laughs> you can do it you know you can do it anywhere you can do it in the car while they're waiting for them at a doctor's appointment really okay. yeah just stick your little earbuds on. And, and so that's the thing, like looking for things like that, where you can do them on the go with my dad, when he was in the hospital having a surgery or something, I would, I would intentionally make sure I had snacks with me that I had high, you know, I was hydrated. Cause like, it's so easy to like lose track of those things that I had good foods to choose from. Cause when you're stressed, you're, you know, I, that's when I want to go for the sugary snacks and things like that. Mm -hmm. But I didn't start out that way. <laughs> This, right. was a this is a process. I had eight years of figuring this out, you know, and I, 
I would take these bands that I use to work out into his room. I'd be doing my band work in the hospital room. He's waking up from anesthesia and I'm doing band work. I mean, I, I tried to rest more during those times. I tried to make sure I was getting more enough sleep because I was under stress, extra stress with any time he was in the hospital or where I was worried about his health or whatever. I, you know, I would intentionally walk from the parking garage to the room and like interval walk as long as too, not too many people are around, you know, it's like where I kind of walk briskly, slow down, walk briskly, slow down just to kind of get my heart rate up and get some exercise in, you know? So that's incorporating into stuff you're already doing, like in between the in-between things, like walking in the parking lot from the, ha- from the car into the doctor's office, just try to walk fast, you know, like things like that. And that, right. and um, it's, again, it seems so simple, but and that's, you want to keep it simple. That's we right. Like, Cause then we're more likely to do it. But I almost think to remember those things, like I need a cue card. <laughs> like, yeah. I'll stick stuff up here on the side, you know, post-it notes on my computer. Put it on your mirror in your bathroom. Go, you know, and it, and also like, it can literally be go stand outside for a minute and get some sun in the morning, which is going to help your body. It's going to eventually help you sleep better because your, your body knows it's time to wake up and then it's going to know, it's going to help your circadian rhythm, you know? And then just anytime you can get in nature, especially if you're, inside buildings a lot because you're taking their care your your loved one to doctor's appointments in the hospital and these are just toxic environments so get outside sit outside stand outside find a tree to lean against you know someone i listen to she's like go lean on lean against a tree there you know use its strength to like help you get grounded and and you know feel confident and and get some strength from that when you're having a really hard time. That is fascinating. You know, I was traveling this last weekend and I'll have to find a picture and post it on my website, but I, t- I, I leaned over and touched the trunk of this ginormous eucalyptus tree. I mean, I have no idea what the wow. circumference was on this, but I've always loved eucalyptus trees. And it was just, it was prominent. Literally this restaurant had built its patio around the yeah. street. And, you know, and I just remember leaning on it and it was grounding. It is. Some of that sounds so silly. It sounds silly for me to say because I'm not. Right. (laughs) But I'm not used to saying it. And I also think that's the thing. So many people get caught up in the words and the phrasing and like, oh, that just sounds so silly. I can't say that. But it makes such a difference. Just stopping for a moment. Yeah. Listening to the sounds, breathing, feeling that's that's, that's being coming present in the present. Yeah. That's the calming. Yeah. And the so first brain injury goes, I work in the home and community area where we go into people's homes and we get them back to life in the community. Very kind of you don't go in the homes, but you're I used to. You used to, <laughs> I used to people get back to life as well, yeah. right? But as much as we can get people out in nature, it's just it's like dual, it's helping them heal, you know? Yeah. The sun, the, the nature. So we got to start leaning on trees. <laughs> I, you know what? I think it, maybe you're taking your loved one to the doctors and there's a really pretty tree. Maybe you can take one minute and stop and admire the tree or, you know, I, it, it sounds silly, but I'm practice. I'm trying to practice 
to do some of those things. I've been doing, I'm day 13 into my gratitude work. I'm doing a lot of gratitude. And yesterday I got caught up in the junk of the day and I didn't make my video for it. I did stop to think about it, but didn't have my phone. I've been trying to, anyway. Do you have your alarm set? (laughs) No, I should, because I try and do it first thing, but I'm working on it. It, everybody, it's a process. I don't care what habit you're trying. It is. It is. And that's the other thing. There's no perfect. We have to just be okay with perfect, you know, progress, not perfection. Amen. Um, And that's a big one for me. Like I'm trying to break the perfectionist. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So Um, we need to talk about, so we talked about how to prep, how to incorporate into uh your everyday life. Do you want to talk about different types of rest now, or you want to go on to building a rest team? Where do you want to go next? Well, I feel like we kind of talked through some things. It, the big thing with the different types of rest is, is just trying some things that work for you, you know, to test and see how your body feels. Your body always knows best. So um, try one thing like you're, I mean, what you're doing gratitude, you know, see how that works for you. And then if it's working, then you can add on there or just add more things, try more things. And over time you'll have like strategies. Like I said, I have, I do acupuncture once a month and I went from only doing it when I was in pain or having really bad allergy stuff to one day I was like, why don't I do this proactively? (laughs) Like, you know, why am I always doing it after the fact? And so I, I mean, that was a process and I started doing it monthly and I, now I do it monthly, no matter what it just, it resets my body. It's for my energy, my hormones, my, you know, and that's, that's a, um, I mean, that's rest too. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other thing I do is because I have had all these injuries throughout the years is I have like massage balls and, and rollers. And I, this is what I teach people how to use trigger point massage and things to take care of yourself every day. So self massage every day. I, I do this and I take these everywhere I go. Like if I travel and stuff. Wow. Um, and then the yoga nidra is the latest you know, the more late recent thing that I've added. So those are my three main things, but then I sprinkle in other things. So it's just finding what works for you, but building a rest team. So, so especially in the beginning, well, there is something called social recovery where Hmm. it's helping our body, you know, create, release the happy hormones, the endorphins. If you go to a yoga class and then afterwards, you're just kind of hanging around talking to Mm -hmm. your friends or whatever, that's social recovery. There's no like agenda. You're just, you're just uh, maybe venting, you're, you're, you're having fun, you're, you know, you're just goofing around, right? Happy hours are, that's what that is with alcohol, but it's social recovery. If there's a sports team, like after the, after practice or the game or whatever, they're just hanging around in the locker room, goofing around, that's social recovery. And so that is, that is good to kind of intentionally do. So who's that friend? Or if you're a caregiver, who's that friend or family member that you can just, vent or just goof around with, have fun with, have a, and have a regular lunch date or a check-in and they support you and what you're trying to do to take care of yourself. They help you. If you're having the guilty feelings, you know, they, they encourage you. I mean, my husband's my biggest cheerleader. He's from Venezuela. That's where I met him. And I mean, he, again, he comes from a culture that values rest, but he's like, he's always encouraging me to rest. And so it's, but I mean, even though I have that in my household, which a lot of people don't have, 
I still have had to work through the feelings of guilt. You know, it's taken time. But you also might need to hire a coach such as a Pilates teacher or a yoga teacher. Maybe you need an acupuncturist. Maybe you need outpatient counseling or support group. Uh, Build the rest team. People that are going to support your rest, that encourage rest. And that's going to help you be more successful as well. And then I do have to put a plug in while you're doing that, your loved one that's going through the brain injury recovery or stroke recovery, they need to always have a rehab team around, you know, like, and we're pushing people out of the, into the home, out of like, you have a stroke, you're going home, you know, you're home within a month. I mean, we didn't do that years ago. We, it was true. And so you're dealing with a lot more acute things in the house and everything. So there is potential for healing for years. And I know, you know, that, cause that's what you're helping people with, with aphasia and, and everything, chronic aphasia years and years and years, because your brain can continue to create new pathways and all of that. So, but, but if you're in the U S and they're kicking you out of therapy faster than you can, you know, you're not ready for that. Just always look for an opportunity to advocate for your loved one to get a tune up in therapy because amen. <laughs> yeah. Because, and, and you have to like, kind of play the game. So if anytime they have a change of status, good or bad, have a procedure, ask for some therapy. Like if you can get them in the inpatient rehab, that's awesome. But if not get some home health or, and or pri- hire privately, but always look for tune-ups because the more you can help them keep moving forward on their journey, the less burden of care. I mean, everybody's got more, you know, there's less stress, less, less, yeah they're needing less support, then you're getting more of your life back. You know, I love it. I love that. He's like, did Molly send you? To every, <laughs> every time he had something, I was like, we need home health or we need to go to rehab. And ooh, he did not like it, but he, it kept them moving forward. Exactly. So we have a question, Molly, I'm going to try and put this up here. Let's see okay. how this looks. How do you differentiate between mental and physical fatigue? Sometimes I can't tell the difference. Oh my. Mental fatigue is more, it it can be hard, but mental fatigue is like that brain fog. You're slow thinking, right? And physically it's, you feel it in your body more, you know, you're, you're just dragging. Does Does that kind of make sense? Yep. It definitely does. So I want to pop up your website here. So corepowerhealth.com, you can learn much more about Molly's mission. And is that where, do you have a pop-up or something on there where people can sign up for that three-day yoga nidra? Yeah, it's right there on the first page under the picture. And tell us a a little more about what's in that, what's in that. The thing says three-day rest adventure. You'll get an email kind of giving you some tips on how to get ready for the three days. But the emails will come each day, giving you a a yoga nidra to listen to. And you just basically, you need to find a place to lay down and rest for 15 minutes and listen. You don't have to do anything. You just lay there and listen (laughs) and you'll get exactly what you need from it. And then, and then, like I said, there'll be an email after it's over telling you some next steps if, if you want to take it further or, you know, just the planner come, there's a option to download the planner that helps you with those other strategies that can help with stress and fatigue and just helping calm your nervous system. I call them mini moves, like mini moves. I love it. 
Just take a few minutes a day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go download it. <laughs> I'm going to try it. So is it something that downloads like through iTunes or how, do, how, how does um, the audio part work? The audio, it, you just click on the link and it it's actually, it, it's in the box.com. It's in a, I don't know what you call that. <laughs> okay. Well, it's a file that, that you download. Yeah. What else would you like to tell us, Molly? This has been so amazing. I took a bunch of notes and I'm going to definitely hear the replay and make a nice summary of everything that we talked about today. Yeah, I think, again, just keeping it simple, knowing that any little thing you do is going to add up to help you um, have more energy. If you're really sleep deprived, though, start there. And if you don't know what to do, just check in in the morning, ask your body, what does it need? It'll, you'll, as you practice, it'll, you'll start to know, oh, it might be, it might be like, I need to, um, I need to drink more water today. <laughs> it might, that might, might be the message you get, or yeah. it might be like, I, I need to go for a walk. You know, it, you'll start to, your body will start to tell you. Mm -hmm. It's telling you right now, but it's the question is whether oh, I'm not listening. What are you I'm listening? Busy. <laughs> right. In. Yeah, exactly. And for me, like I'm chronically dehydrated. Water is well, not that makes you do. tired. Yeah, that makes you tired uh, so. for sure. I am super successful when I fill up my water bottle in the morning. A little squeeze of lime, and if I sit it here. I'll pound through that thing in no time at all. And then I get up, I'll refill it. But if I don't start it in the morning, then I'm drinking water before bed and then I'm getting up at night. All night, yeah. That's another thing. If you can sip water, like try to stop drinking a few hours before bed. But if you can sip it, because sometimes you need to drink something, mm -hmm. it, you won't get up as much. But yeah, hydration is key. My acupuncture is always asking that. Are you dehydrated? I'm like, oh, probably. <laughs> yes. And if you and if you exercise or live in a humid climate, you need more water than most people. Okay. And that's a big deal for brain injury too. They usually are pretty dehydrated. Well, definitely, stroke survivors, if they have any kind of swallowing problem there, or if they need thickened liquids, you know, especially in those initial stages, they're they're going to be dehydrated. Exactly. Yeah. Well, Molly, this has been awesome. I learned a lot. <laughs> yeah. And it's for me, I learn better when I talk through things. So that's why I love this kind of opportunity, this kind of format. And how can, can people reach you through your website if they have more questions or want to see what other opportunities yeah. they have to work with you? Yes, absolutely. There's a contact form. You can email me, e email me questions. And also I have a blog that has different, lots of different things about movement and rest. Yeah. Wonderful. So I'll just point out for those that are listening here or catching the replay, if you go to dolivespeechpathology.com, you can sign up for the podcast series. Yes, you can subscribe to the Listen for Life podcast, but these live episodes turn into next week's podcast episode. And when you sign up for the podcast series through my website, you'll be able to download the summary of all these amazing points that Molly just shared with us. And then you can go to Molly's website and get, check out her blog, 
and start that three-day trial of Yoga Nidra. Yeah. All come right. Rest. Come rest with us. <laughs> um, oh my gosh. Yeah, that just gave me chills. Is that on your website? You've got to put that on your, that is an excellent <laughs> tagline. The rest, oh my gosh, come rest. This is a work in progress, but it's, it's, I'm getting more and more of what Ah, uh, yeah, no, that, that, the program that resonated well. If the, if my goose, I, I love that. I'll, write, I'll, I'll make sure to, yeah, come rest with us. So when I was making the summary to go out to subscribers about what we were talking about today, I said, dare to rest, but technically it's called daring. Daring to rest. Daring to rest. Erin Brody is the my mentor that developed that. She has a book and she has a the meditations you can listen to as well, you know, if you yeah. want to dive really deep into it. I just I like to expose people to it initially, you know, see if yeah. you want. And yeah. we have more things like that. I'm just I'm a work in, it's a work in progress. I start I got certified during the pandemic, which was a crazy time. It was just everything was upside down. Right. So, and then my, this was my father passing away last year. I haven't gotten yeah. to everything, but I will. <laughs> uh, you know what? We are, we are on a mission and yours is a mission to rest. And my, yeah, and, and normally I would just jump right in, share, you know, and just get burned out. And I'm not, I'm not going to do that. I'm slowly, no. slowly doing it. Yeah. You're enlightened. You're enlightened now and you're making steps towards doing it in pieces. And we're all, I'm, it is something I'm consciously trying to work on yeah. every day. Cause I, I could sit here for 14 hours a day and have done so, you know, right. And that's just what it is. And so taking this back to our caregivers, we see you, right. This is what, this is the message from two professionals in the rehab field. We see you. We know what you're going through. We're trying to bring you tools and strategies, but you have to take that first step. Yeah. Rest and water. And rest and water. And, and when you just take a little bitty steps, you'll start to feel it in your body and, and you'll, you'll get creative on how to incorporate it into your life. Absolutely. Oh, and lean on a tree. I think we can all, you know, Actually, let's, let's, let's start a movement. I actually lean. I, I've actually pushed on a tree. You know, like, I'm like, oh, there you go. Yeah, I can stretch on a tree. Anyway. Yeah, I, I noticed one of. I was out front this morning recording some videos, and and one of my trees that some gardener wanted to cut down last year after one of our ice storms here. He's like, oh, your tree is dead. I can take it out for you. And I'm like, no, it's my husband's favorite tree. We're gonna see if it'll come back. Oh, it's coming back with a bang. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So uh, but I noticed that the bark on it was really interesting and it almost looks like it has moss on it. I don't think it's a disease thing, but I noticed it visually today. So I'm going to have to go out at lunchtime and look at you tree. slowing down. <laughs> so I'll, I'll end with saying I had my nurse practitioner say three deep breaths before you eat before mm -hmm. every meal. Do I remember it? No. That's why I said I need post-it notes, but I am trying at least at lunchtime when I eat, I do my three big breaths and that should help complete some of my stress cycles, right? Yes. That's you can also perfect. do it in your car. You can do it at the grocery store. I've been doing it while you're talking. We should have said that breathing, some of the, the breath works, some of the easiest way to start because it's, there you go. You can do it at any time. You don't need anything. You, yeah. It's free. Air is free for now. 
Let's take it. Yes. Thank you, Molly. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. Okay. Thanks for tuning in to the Listen for Life podcast. We hope you feel empowered and supported. Head over to listenforlifepodcast.com to see the show notes with links and information from today's episode. Do you have a topic, a resource to share, or a guest recommendation? Inquiring minds want to know. Let us know in the comments section. Wishing you a fabulous week.